Reload Church, welcome. Super excited for what we have for you today. You know, here at Reload Church, our vision is to bring life and power uh, to everybody here in Orange County. And I think one way that we did do that was last week's sermon with the man, the goat, the prodigal son, Pastor uh, Rico. He brought us a word um, last week. It was how to heal when it hurts. Okay, we're going to talk a little bit about it, but if you haven't watched it, okay, yes, we're going to talk a little bit about it now, but you need to go to our YouTube channel or to our podcast, iTunes, you know, if people got Spotify still, you can go to Spotify, of course, um, but you know, all your cool people, hit up to iTunes and get on the podcast because you have to listen to this sermon. It literally brought life and power, all right, to me. Let's get, let's get right into it. Hey, welcome, dude. It's so good to, be, to have you back. Yeah, man. First, it feels good. Saying, uh, it feels good to be back. To be say, back. Uh, say, uh, say hello to all of your fans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, how to heal uh, when it hurts. All right. You talked about three big points. Yeah. Um, it was pinpoint, pause, repurpose. Right. It was. It, it, it was fire. But let, let's get right into it. All right. So pinpoint. Yeah. Meeting points. Yeah. Right. Just diving right into it. We talked a little bit about. Um. You know. To fully pinpoint your, your 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 places of pain, right, and that all those places are meeting points, um, you know, for God to meet you, right. And we also talk about coping mechanisms and survival um, techniques. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about what you were talking about in pinpoint. Yeah, yeah. I, pinpoint is uh, what from the word that God placed on my heart was really the first step in the healing process, mm. um, particularly dealing with things that hurt and. Pinpoint really just means, like you said, it's identifying your places of pain, identifying what experiences you've had that have created your need for healing. And uh, pinpoint specifically is the call to reveal those areas, to point those places out to God. Hey, God, this is where it hurts. Hey, God, I'm still hurting as a result of this experience when I was a child. Mm. Um, I'm still going through uh, the grief process as a result of the loss of mm. this person to me. Uh, I think really our tendency as humans is to avoid pain. Mm -hmm. And in avoiding pain, we act like we're healed and we continue on tomorrow and we go on. When really that is one of the, my primary inhibitors to our evangelistic efforts is, is really just avoiding pain, acting like it isn't there or like those things didn't happen. Avoiding the work it actually requires to go through the healing process. So uh, that's some of the stuff that, we, that I was referring to, you know, when we were talking about, um, you know, those coping mechanisms because we've developed those as a need to continue after being hurt. Um, and, and that can be uh, a big indicator of what God wants to do in our life. hundred percent. And, and, and the cool, well, not the cool thing, the crazy thing about it is that you can talk about coping mechanisms and, you know, people are, you know, avoid it. Yeah. Right. Also, you know, growing up or in a Hispanic household, you know, showing any type of like, feeling or yeah. things it's a sign of weakness yeah. yeah right so another coping mechanism is just like to save face yeah. or or weak or uh, feelings or weakness or things like that so we don't yeah. our coping mechanism was yo you better numb this yeah. because you look weak yeah. trying to heal with that and for you to change the perspective of what it is because you're pretty much saying like look man it's not even about your ego it's not even about that like god is trying to heal you in a certain place and you can't, you know, move forward. You're, you're not letting God do his thing because you're numbing it. Yeah. 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 And that's, I mean, you speak truth and, and that's actually the way we develop our coping mechanisms is largely 
uh, cultural. Mm, um, so, mm. you know, like, you know, you're just referencing like Hispanic culture. There's actually a lot of cultures where saving face is a thing. Or you have certain expected gender roles uh, that determine the way you handle and deal with pain or the mm. way you suppress your pain or you, you choose not to acknowledge your pain. And for um, a, a lot of different people groups and cultures, you see that they're actually um, very damaging to our spiritual development. Uh, when the power that you have in your in your Christian experience often comes when God meets you in your place of pain, mm -hmm. in those dark places. Um, and I'm not saying to just go and be in those places and refer and like, let me go and dig up this stuff from the past. Yeah, I'm not yeah. saying. If you do have something from your past that affects the way you operate and function on a day-to-day -day basis mm -hmm. today, um, that's something that, that both should be addressed and something that God wants to heal in you. So, yeah. That's good. That's good. I, I, actually, I think... Um, this month is men's mental, like, you know, health awareness. Yeah. So I think like this yeah. sermon really goes down that path and it's, it's really good. So, all right, we talked about pinpoint, right? We, we, we did step one, right? Now step two is pause, right? And you talked about, you know, the resurrection mm -hmm. and you talked about the Friday, the Saturday and the Sunday, right? Can you go a little bit deeper into, or a little bit more, I mean, there's a lot more context to it, but you gotta go watch it on YouTube. Uh, but just talking a little bit about the pause and what you meant um, by the pause. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the pause, it's, it's, the pause is the concept that comes from the fact that um, I believe God was intentional in um, creating a timeline of events where Jesus was actually crucified on Friday. Mm -hmm. um, risen on Sunday, but in between Friday and Sunday, there was the law, the, the Levitical law, the, the Hebrew law, but even um, today, many of us still practice on the seventh day to, to rest. And that's a day where um, historically people would abstain from certain activities. Uh, they would uh, limit some of the things that they would do on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, and the purpose of the Sabbath was to stop, to spend time with God. Um, and to be in community with God. That day was set aside to rest, to rehabilitate, to worship, to reconnect with the Creator. Um, and it's so the pause concept comes from the fact that it would have been much easier for the disciples and for the people who were hurting as a result of the loss of Jesus Christ to wake up the next morning and just busy themselves with activities that would have taken their mind off of the pain. Um, and to just go and do things that would make it easier for them to cope. But no, Sabbath existed between Friday and, and Sunday. The, the death of Jesus Christ, in between the death and the resurrection, um, in between the, the pain and the promise of life through Jesus Christ, there was this place of pause. And that place is the place where we often will experience some of our most needed healing. There's something that deepens in that point of uh, in, in that place where you just stop and pause in your pain, you process, you go through the work, you rest, you rehabilitate and prepare to face tomorrow intentionally, whether that be intentional with your grief process, intentional with, with you know, your, your activities as a result of the experiences that you've had the day before yesterday. Um, yeah, there's a powerful healing in, in, in pausing in that pain. So good. Two, two things. You know, you talked about the word uh, you said the word intentional, yeah, right, and it blows my mind how intentional God is. True, right? Like imagine like the conversation he had like with the Holy Spirit, the whole Trinity is like saying like, "Hey, you're gonna die on Friday," yeah, and then uh, but you gotta wait, yeah, until Sunday resurrect. Yeah, like, yeah. Why am I gonna why can't you just resurrect me on Saturday? He's like, no, yeah. dude, we're gonna there's a there's a bigger purpose, right? Be you know 
with you not resurrecting the day before. Because like you said, it could have been easier. Just been yeah. like, you know, he dies, resurrect the next day. Yeah. There had to be a pause, right? But the second thing that we do talk about grief, right? Um, but there's other, you know, forms of grief, not just death, right? And I feel like you have to pause. Like there's no other way around it. Like yeah. there had to. Let's just say you go through a breakup. Yep. Or 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 something you got hurt in your family. That's right. Or or something like there had you have to pause. Like there's no way around it. Right. And if you don't pause, right. I I always feel like like even if, so let's just say you know like you know every seed that you 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 plant you know grows eventually. Right. Right. And I feel like you not pausing over a certain. Yeah. It's still water. You're yeah. still watering that seed uh, of pain, but it won't affect you one, two, three years. But in four or five, yeah. it will eventually uh, come back if you don't uh, pause. But I hate to pause. Yeah, like yeah. you know I me. Mean? Like why, why, why would I have to pause? Like it is. You talked a little bit about it, but man, those pausing moments mm-hmm. are for me. In when I pause, when I slow down, you know what. Um, or, or gets louder mm. is my own thoughts. Yeah, is, is yeah. what I what I say to myself is is is, is, is things like that. So I don't want to be yeah. in that darkness. But you you talk um, a, a little bit about it about the darkness and what happens yeah. in the pain in that darkness. Yeah. Can you tell yeah. me a little bit about that? That dark that dark. What happens when you try to just move on without pausing in that pain mm. is you oftentimes move on incorrectly. Mm. So like you said, a breakup, that's such a practical application of this point is when you jump from one relationship into another relationship with no point of pause between, Mm -hmm. you may very well enter into that next relationship with with the wrong motivation without having stopped and reflected on what you could have learned, what you could have done differently from the last relationship. Um, That's not just a relationship. That can be a, a, you know, a job or a work experience, some sort of vocational Mm -hmm. experience, you know, where you actually need to stop. And I believe that's what, what what happened on Saturday is there mm. was reflection opportunities. There mm. was meditation opportunities. There were times that in, in that Saturday experience where the disciples and the people who witnessed the life of Jesus Christ actually got to synthesize and consolidate some of their thoughts, their pain, their feelings, um, and where that healing really takes place. But if you refuse to go into that dark place, how are you going to see the light if you're not going to be willing to go where the light shines the brightest and the brightest places, the, the places that the light shines the brightest is in the darkest rooms. Mm. You know, just to finish that point is you said Isaiah 45, three, and I'm going to read it out to you guys is I will give you treasures that I have hidden in dark places. Right. So good. Once yeah. again, you know, I will give you treasures that I have hidden in dark places. And there's a quote that you said is like, there is a gap between the problem and the promise. Right. But right. it's not just a problem gap problem. Right. There's still a promise yeah. after yeah. the gap. And, and I just feel like something you can hope or hold on to that, that God has a promise for you. There, there is a purpose in right. your pain. Right. And then talking about purpose in your pain is point number three, which was repurposing. Right. And man, this... You need to go watch this this sermon on YouTube because repurpose was was insane. That was just a, a full sermon in itself. But let's jump right in. All right, talking about Peter. Yeah. All right, fifty days later. Yeah. Well, right, you you if you need the backstory, head to our YouTube channel. Um, so yeah, just really quick, Peter, bunch of shenanigans with with God, shameful condemnation in his own mind, just mm-hmm. regret, mm-hmm. right? But then fifty days later, he has one of the most powerful sermons right maybe ever yeah. you know 
literally spoken, yeah. right? Talk a little bit about Peter and, and repurpose and how, what does it mean with, for pain for us? Yeah, yeah, I think um, I, I just, my heart resonates with some of Peter's experiences with Jesus Christ uh, toward the end of Jesus' life. I feel like he made, all throughout Jesus' ministry in the New Testament, it's recorded Peter is always quick to action. He's he, he's he's often the one making mistakes um, or, or, or rebuked by Jesus multiple times. Uh, so that's just historically kind of how Peter is. But in leading up to the, the death of Jesus Christ, I mean, he fell asleep in the Garden of Gethsemane, cut the dude, dude's ear off, um, you know, is it, Jesus tells him, hey, before the cock crows three times, you're going to d deny me. And just, Peter's like, no way. Imagine how you feel after all that's done and now boom, <clears throat> that your best friend is actually is actually dead now. Then you fast forward 50 days. Um, he had 50 days of healing where he had to actually pinpoint, where he had to pause in that pain and recollect all the experiences he had in the life and ministry of Jesus Christ. Uh, I find it hard to believe that the power and conviction with which he delivered that message on the day of Pentecost, which um, effectively marks the beginning of the church, which is a, a turning point, a, a crux in history for all of all of Christianity, um, I, I have find a hard time believing that the power from that did not come from his experiences of pain and, and the things that he experienced with Jesus Christ where he could speak with conviction about forgiveness because he knew what it felt like to be forgiven. Mm. And it wasn't just... Of course, Jesus forgave him for denying him, but Peter had to do the work of forgiving himself. Mm. And, and that's, that had to happen in those dark spaces. That had to happen in that pause. And, and to this day, the church largely is here because of that powerful experience and that sermon that he delivered on the day of Pentecost, you know, that, that ended up changing the, the trajectory of the entire church mm. that we're experiencing today. Mm. Yeah, Peter's a great example of uh, the way your pain can be repurposed not just to bless you, but to bless the person next to you. Mm, mm. Yeah. So good. And I, I love how you use Peter. Um, the reason why I love why or how you use Peter is because it's real life. Yeah. You know, like, you know, people say like, oh, you know, how can you reflect on Jesus? He's like, perfect. Like, you know, you made yeah. so many mistakes and, and you're so sinful and all this stuff. But then you show, then you show Peter who, yeah. I mean, it was like mistake after mistake after yeah. mistake. It was probably like in a one yeah. week Think it'll just yeah. Like what was he thinking about once you know that pause? Yeah. That one day pause after Jesus died? Yeah. What was Peter going yeah. through yeah. on Saturday? Yeah, what was what, he feeling? what what how dark was in for uh you know his his thought process? Right. I mean, if, if I if it was me, I would have been thinking of like what I should have done. Yeah. Why did I do this? Yeah. I yeah. messed up because you don't know like for you know like God knew he was going to resurrect. We knew the thing, but they didn't. Right. Yes, they God told them they were right. going to resurrect, but in their mind, you're right. not thinking about that, right? right? What is this thought process that is going through? How dark is it for me? Yeah. But Pastor Seth always sees this. Like you got to see life through God's perspective, right? And and because of that, you said something like this. Sometimes God's preparation comes packaged as pain, right? Right. So. Right. Peter never saw this, but all of that pain yeah. was preparation right. for the 50 days, right. right? So my next thing was, which is 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 something that I really really love that you you said is um the power of your pain is contained in God's promise to heal you. Yeah. Okay. So we talked yeah. a little about it before. Yeah. We've talked about it now, right? What happens if you don't feel that promise? Yeah. What happens in your healing process? That's why I don't want to heal, or yeah. that's why I don't, because I don't understand this promise. Yeah. Right. What is a promise for you during your pain when you can't see the promise? Right. 
interestingly, and, and, and I say this um, gently, but the pain is the indicator of the promise. Mm. Because you're feeling that pain, you should receive, and it's difficult to do this in that time, which is why I don't want to minimize people's experiences of pain, but the pain that you feel is an indicator of the size of the promise God has for you. Mm. Um, and so that may not manifest while you're feeling, when you're in that pause point, or you're even in the pinpoint phase of healing, you're, you may not be thinking about the promise. And that's what that journey from pause to repurpose looks like, is that, hey, there's a promise through that. And Peter is the perfect example, is that Peter, Peter was prepared for the day of Pentecost mm. through the pain that he experienced. That's good, that's good. Now, and you're asking, well, what if you don't see that promise? Uh, that's what we need to work toward. That's what that mm. pause part is for, is to really think, what is God promising me through this pain? Um, God has promises for you with or without the pain, but sometimes we're too blind to see him. That pain is what points our eyes in the direction of the blessing God is trying to get us to go in that, in amen. that way. Amen, amen, amen. Man, what a powerful sermon. All right, so now let's just bring it all together. All right, what if you're struggling finding your pinpoint or what if you're struggling in the pause and not, not, you're not even at point three yet. You're, you can't even get to point one, yeah. right? Or you're stuck in point two. What are ways to, or like next steps of what you can do if you're struggling in those areas? Yeah, I'm, I, one of them is very low hanging fruit. The other one is not, but the other one's very effective. I'm gonna start with the one. And I didn't get, I didn't get the chance in this sermon to really delve into this, but um, if I were to add a fourth point, it would be uh, never hurt alone. Mm. You, you have to suffer in community. So good. And you have to be connected with a support system. So good. And for some of us, we don't have that through our family. For some of us, we may not have a lot of friends or, or people with whom we can connect or that we're really to share, really willing to share the deepest parts of our of our pain and our heart. That's what the church is for. So that's what Relove is for. And that's why this message was so clear to me because that's exactly what I experienced here at Relove. I experienced life. I experienced power. I experienced repurposing. I experienced healing through this church. And so I know for a fact, step number one, like if you're in that place and you feel like I want to get to repurpose, but I can't, don't hurt alone. Get connected to a group. And I don't want to just keep pointing people to small groups, but I want to keep pointing people to small groups. Like, like that's real, like you have to get connected with yeah, yeah. people. And that may not happen on, on, on Saturday morning during the worship service. And the other yeah. thing that's not so low-hanging, and I say it's not low-hanging because it's, it's difficult to do, um, is, is, is seek out mental health services. Some of us mm. need therapy. Some of us, therapy is part of the work you have to do from pause to repurpose. Mm. And so, you know, that there's a big stigma that, you know, you have to be sick or crazy to, to have a therapist. Everybody needs a therapist the way everybody needs a, a, a doctor. So I would say those are those are two things. It's actually be intentional about seeking mental health support, um, but also don't hurt alone. Get in community. Amen. Amen. Uh, hey, you know, Rico, you know, thank you for taking the time yeah, uh, to, to, to coming in here. And, um, you know, we talked a little bit about the, the next steps that you could do. Um, you know, of course, you know, there's their therapy um, and things like that and, and your mental health and also life groups um, and, and things like that. You know, a couple, you know, easier uh, next steps if you don't, or if you want somebody to go with you to take those next steps, yeah. you can always just go to our website at www.relive.church and sign a connect card. Uh, just sign a connect card, get a, give us your info. Or if you're in church uh, behind the, the chairs or at the uh, kiosk in the front, you can also sign a, a physical connect card and just put your information down there. And, you know, in the back of the card, you can put like, you know, hey, I'm looking for help or I, I want, you know, more prayer or I want to join a life group specifically on this area. And we'll reach out for you. Right. You know, we're here for you, um, especially, you know, you celebrate Real of Church is, 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 is made for this. We're, if you don't get the community at your homes yeah. or things like that, you know, find community in us. Yeah. We're praying for you um, as a staff. 
staff. Um, I know the pastors pray for for everybody in our, in our congregation, and, and we're here for you. We we got your back yeah. and whatever and whatever you need. Um, but hey, Rico, once again, yeah, man, I want to thank you for for joining us. I'm super excited for. Um, all these, all these future words. I was crying while I was editing this, this these videos. Uh, but for sure, you know, once again, head to our YouTube channel if you haven't um, already watched last week's sermon. Uh, it, it definitely brought life and power, and I'm super excited for what the future holds Amen. and what you what you're bringing here.